This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. And Joe, I sent you a video. And if you could head over to Discord and uh, get that video ready to go. I just uploaded the video, so it should play right off the get-go. Um, this, this, is act- this is amazing. Kaylee McEnany, and we've been talking about this on the live stream. You know, we thought that Sarah Sanders was a great press secretary, but Kaylee McEnany has just shattered all expectations. She has been phenomenal. Um, I, I believe, and I've, you know, Dana Perino was really good. I think that Kaylee McEnany is, is probably the best press secretary this country has ever had. And the fact that so many of you don't like her just solidifies that fact. She is so good at what she does. In fact, the entire communication team that Trump has, um, they've been pretty, pretty darn good, pretty solid. They're all women, by the way. Uh, the media won't tell you that, but they're all women. Uh, Joe, would you go ahead and play this audio from the press conference today? Kaylee McEnany just spitting fire and laying out facts which gave Iran uh, piles of cash and a, a, a uh, deal with a sunset provision that would have allowed them to get nuclear weapons. Uh, this president has isolated Iran, and he's done it through four peace deals, which is four more than his predecessor. Um, but it's unfortunate that it doesn't give much coverage um, in the mainstream media. Uh, but I guess we shouldn't be surprised, because in the last 24, 48 hours, there have been quite a few stories that have not gotten a ton of coverage in the mainstream media. Um, as former White House press secretary Ari Fleischer said, bias is often found in stories the press does not cover. And last week we found out that Democrat Congressman Eric Swalwell was infiltrated by an alleged Chinese spy. The spy cozied up to Swalwell, raised funds for his 2014 campaign, and even planted an intern in his office. And that relationship continued until the FBI briefed him in 2015. And that was some very good reporting done by Axios. Um, But after entangling with this spy for years, Swalwell hypocritically went on to be one of the lead instigators of the Russia collusion hoax in the impeachment sham. Swalwell wrote this on his congressional webpage. President Trump and his team are directly and indirectly tied to Russia. That was not true. He then said in September of 2020, the president has a compromised relationship with Russia. Untrue. In April of 2019, he said President Trump certainly acts on Russia's behalf and acts like Russia's leader. Not true. Uh, January 2019, Eric Swalwell said it's pretty clear President Donald Trump is an agent of Russia. Not true. And Swalwell shamelessly claimed Donald Trump Jr. and Jared Kushner had an eagerness and a willingness to work with the Russians during the 2016 election. Again, it was false. Um, In 2019, he falsely claimed this yet again when inquired about collusion by a reporter. And these baseless attacks were false, yet covered breathlessly by the media. Uh, There was no coverage, however, of Swalwell being the one implicated with not Russia, but China. In fact, the New York Times website, as of this morning, had not one result for Eric Swalwell's ties to Chinese spies. Not one result. And when the Swalwell story broke, guess how many minutes of coverage it got on ABC, NBC, MSNBC, and CBS? Zero. CNN devoted three minutes and 16 seconds to it. Um, However, it was covered on Fox. 
Um, interesting pre-election and post-election coverage, too, on the Hunter Biden scandal, which was not covered at all uh, by many outlets in the lead-up to the election. In fact, on October 15th, you had a New York Times headline that said, Trump said to be warned that he was being given Russian disinformation over Hunter Biden. Um, now, December 10th, just a few months later, New York Times headline, investigation of Hunter Biden is likely to hang over Biden as he takes office. Washington Post on October 16th, the headline read, the truth behind the Hunter Biden non-scandal. Now you have the Washington Post headline that says this, Hunter Biden tax probe examining Chinese business deals. Politico, October 19th, Hunter Biden's story is Russian disinformation. That's a favorite. Dozens of former Intel officials say, false yet again. December 2nd, now Politico reads, Justice Department's interest in Hunter Biden covered more than taxes. Really interesting turn of events uh, and good for those who covered what was a story all along and not Russia disinformation. Isn't it, isn't it hypocritical for you to accuse others of disinformation Holy when you spread it every crap. day? Kaylee McEnany spitting facts, mic dropping everybody, fact checking the entire news media. All of the people sitting in that room were her victims. Holy smokes. See, this is why we're going to miss a Kaylee McEnany. Okay, if things don't go Trump's way, we are going to miss Kaylee McEnany in this capacity. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. These are, do you understand? These are things that people like me do. We've gone over the comparisons of the Politico headlines and, and all of that. By the way, the New York Times and some of these other publications, not only are they not covering... Eric Swalwell being seduced by Fang Fang's front bum. They're not covering Governor Cuomo's sex harassment allegations either. They're not covering any of it. They're just pretending it doesn't exist. And of course, they're pretending it doesn't exist because he might become the attorney general. Right? I, I, that could be, and I know that we have said this a lot about Kaylee McEnany and Sarah Sanders press conferences. That could be the most receipt filled smackdown that we have ever seen out of a press secretary ever from any country i have not seen anything like that she destroyed everybody in that room she destroyed every single person in that room and here's the thing even when they were asking questions as she was walking out you'll notice that they weren't really trying to defend themselves they knew she had them by the throat usually when she Usually when she levels the media this way and she starts to walk out because she does the mic drop thing. She's like, later, and then she leaves, letting everybody just emanate in the fact that they just got owned by this this tiny little blonde lady. Um, they weren't really calling out, that's not true. We, we didn't do, they didn't really defend themselves at all. They were trying to ask other questions. I mean, she just, she absolutely nailed them. I don't care who you are. If you were a leftist, that hurt. That hurt deep down in your abdomen. Well, like you just took the uh, the COVID vaccine from Pfizer and you had an allergic reaction. That's what it, that's what it felt like, ladies and gentlemen, when Kaylee just utterly destroyed that narrative. All right. So I, that is one of my favorite videos, I think, of all time. If you haven't watched the video, you've got to watch the video because she does it with this very soft smile. And she's got this glistening lip gloss on. <laughs> And everybody knows that Kaylee's attractive, but she's, she just does it in a way that's, it's almost like her version of, oh, bless your heart. It's kind of like that. 
only instead of her just saying, oh, bless your heart, she's she's throat punching you until you can't breathe anymore. That's just kind of what it is. If you had a mad serial killer that would just smile at you politely while they were gutting you, that's Kaylee McEnany to the U.S. media. Absolutely savage. Speaking, speaking of savage, Black Lives Matter not real happy with Pete Buttigieg. Now, we've all in, in South Bend and Michiana, we have all been laughing hysterically at the idea that Pete Buttigieg is going to be the transportation secretary. Because we know how utterly ridiculous and unqualified he is for that, based on his transportation policies locally, which have been a disaster. The fact that he's getting this position at the national level is hysterical, at the very least. But Black Lives Matter, also not a big fan of Pete Buttigieg. And they really have a problem with this. We'll talk about that coming up on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Look, there might be some positive stuff that comes out of a Pete Buttigieg transportation secretary position. You know, uh, roundabouts everywhere. I like roundabouts. Okay? They're not great in icy weather, but I like roundabouts. I know that many of you don't. <laughs> but the other thing is, uh, God, what was it that they said? Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Somebody said this. The Lime New Deal for Lime Bikes. Lime Bikes everywhere. Lime Scooters everywhere. And because it was South Bend, you got Lime Scooters in the middle of winter with snow on the ground. Remember that? God, it's good stuff. I hope we get to see him eat chicken in public. Just because watching Pete Buttigieg eat chicken in public is some of the best television you're ever going to see. We're just posting uh, pictures of him eating chicken after he asked Reverend Al... Uh, do I eat fried chicken with two hands? Can I can I do that? Would that be okay, Mr. Mr. Reverend Al? And <laughs> uh, transportation secretary. Anyway, Black Lives Matter, not real happy about it. And as somebody pointed out, uh, Black Lives Matter, not really happy about a Joe Biden administration anyway. I don't really know what they were expecting from a guy who said poor people are just as smart as white people. I don't, I don't really know what expectations they really had about Joe Biden. But anyway, uh, Black Lives Matter hates Pete Buttigieg. They don't. They don't like him. Uh, they are not big fans. And as much as he tried to appease Black Lives Matter in South Bend by throwing his own police department under the bus, which his, his uh, replacement has continued to do, is, you know, the fact that you can throw an entire police department under the bus and accuse innocent officers of doing things that that were wrong and still be hated should be kind of an indication that you're not dealing with reasonable folks. Leaders of the Black Lives Matter movement have come out against President-elect Joe Biden's decision to nominate former South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg, our former mayor. For those of you watching on the live stream on dlive.tv slash Casey the Host, we are based in South Bend and the surrounding areas. So he's uh, Secretary of Transportation. That was after there were some, some initial indications that he might, might end up being the ambassador to China. Looks like that job is going to go to a, a guy who got a ton of government PPP loans and is a huge Biden supporter. For those of you who don't know, 
ambassadors are generally people who give lots and lots of money to the candidate. That's generally how it works. Not always, generally. If you are a person who's woefully unqualified for an actual government post, you become an ambassador. So you raise a ton of money, you have the candidate over at your houses, um, you know, that sort of thing, and then you become an ambassador to some country. So that's, there's some interesting appointments, to say the least, uh, that have been recommended by the Biden so-called administration. So you got Black Lives Matter really upset with Pete Buttigieg recalling his struggles with minority voters. Uh, for the record, uh, Pete Buttigieg had like zero support among black Americans in the Democratic primary. I told you if he became the nominee, that would change. But uh, nonetheless, Biden announced on Tuesday that Buttigieg was his choice for the transportation post. Again, lime bikes and lime scooters for everybody, especially in the middle of blizzards. It's a plum position for a candidate who dropped out of the presidential race before Super Tuesday and endorsed the former vice president. See? Pete keeps doing everything right. He's been groomed. I told the first time I interviewed candidate Buttigieg running for mayor, I had just gotten to South Bend. He came into the studio. He sat down. He explained to me how to pronounce his name, which is completely different than how he tells people how he pronounces his name now. And, you know, we, we I interviewed him and he didn't answer a single question. I mean, he answered. He just didn't answer. And he walked out of the studio. I said, that's a man running for Senate. And my producer at the time looked at me, had no idea how much experience I had, looked at me and said, no, no, he's running for mayor. I said, no, you don't understand. He's running for Senate. That The mayor's office is a stepping stone for this guy. But then the Senate path got closed off. And I, three years before it happened, told you, told Brian Kilmeade, told Lars Larson, told everybody else, he's going to run for president. What happened? called it called it if his campaign was run better he would have had a chance if i ran pete Buttigieg's campaign he's the nominee right now casey but would you have done it for enough money yeah totally why not i told you i can be bought i don't understand why china's not sending me fang fangs and a lot of ducats i told you i can be bought china doesn't do it russia hey i'm calling on you now all right as Fox News noted, Buttigieg was criticized in South Bend for failing to fix potholes in his city. But hey, big shout out to Domino's Pizza for fixing them for him. Big shout out. It wasn't just the potholes that didn't get fixed here. Okay, again, more things that go on to the laughable Buttigieg transportation secretary nomination. Um, the roads were always crap here. Always. Okay, we've got we've got three, uh, four four biggish places here all right we got south bend we got mishawaka we got elkhart and then we got niles michigan the roads everywhere are better than south bend and they're really awful in niles get it <laughs> they're really bad in niles they're worse in south bend and they haven't improved i, I tell people when i ride the motorcycle because when you ride a motorcycle you really tell how good the roads are somewhere <laughs> you ride a motorcycle you know instantly when you're in mishawaka because it goes from your spine hurting to absolute smooth bliss. And then when you get into South Bend, you're hoping you don't die. Because <laughs> half of the roads are gone. I mean, it's just, 
he didn't he didn't ever purchase enough salt he didn't ever put down things to treat the roads for the winter time he didn't fix potholes he didn't he didn't budget correctly he didn't use modern technology for the roads he used the same old crap that was used lime bikes in the river everywhere lime bikes out of jurisdiction everywhere lime bikes all over the place lime scooters delivered first day of operation happens to be the first blizzard of the season remember that one it's smart streets i know that many of you around the country don't know what smart streets are if you're watching the live stream obviously people listening to the radio right now do smart streets are dumb they are near universally hated here there's like four people who like smart streets in downtown south bend everybody else it's a no-go i'm neutral on the topic every time i bring it up or usually it's somebody else who brings it up and then I have to talk about it. Then everybody gets mad at me for bringing it up. But I didn't bring it up. But this time I did. I'm neutral on it because I'm never in downtown South Bend. And when I am there, it's usually on the weekend or an off hour. So I don't ever see the negative effects of smart streets. I don't ever see that. Okay. But I've listened to you, the public, and the fire department, and the paramedics, and the police who all complain about it. That's your transportation secretary. <laughs> <laughs> I, folks i just maybe you can melt down all of the lime bikes that are in the saint joseph river you just melt them down and maybe maybe you can repair some of the bridges in the critical national infrastructure that have not been repaired i i just i don't know what else to say black lives matter really furious about it i know that this was supposed to be a story about them but honestly it's <laughs> it's really about him being the transportation secretary the least qualified person probably of anybody in biden's inner sphere to be transportation secretary they've got more coming up news talk 95.3 michiana's news channel but it was fun uh, i want to thank everybody for tuning in also want to thank rnb car company locations in south bend and warsaw go to rnb car company Dot, well, rbcarcompany.com. RNB Car Company is your use, are your used car experts. All right, what else do we have here? Uh, let's talk about these schools. Okay, I think these are, I think these are pretty interesting. So we've got cancel culture once again happening with the schools. So I'll start with the funny one first, and then we're gonna get into the absolutely insane, crazy one. All right, so bear with me. You're you're gonna go down a heck of a rabbit hole here. And by the way, the memes about Orwell, I don't know if I mentioned this yesterday, the memes about Orwell were absolutely fantastic. There's a bunch of people who are posting memes of George Orwell. It's just a picture of him and he goes, boy, did I call it or what? Yeah, I, I guess you did. Uh, so we got <laughs> this, <laughs> this, the, the one I'm going to talk about in a second is, I, it's so insane. All right, but let's, let's just start with the first one. Diane Feinstein, the lioness of liberals. Not so much anymore. They're not real happy with her. She didn't prevent Amy Coney Barrett from getting on the bench, which right now a lot of Republicans are not, not exactly happy about either. But, but, Dianne Feinstein, who now has a bunch of stories about how her mind is going. We told you that we started to notice a decline a while back. And now there's these articles about her. She's been forced to step down from the Judicial Committee. And now a San Francisco school 
You know, San Francisco, that's the place that they, they sniff their own farts and martini glasses in San Francisco. San Francisco, there's a school there, an elementary school that is named after Dianne Feinstein. They are now canceling Dianne Feinstein and changing the name of the school. Wow. Dianne Feinstein Elementary School is one of 44 schools that will be renamed because the district has deemed their namesakes, quote, inappropriate. See, you're used and then you're thrown away. National Black Lives Matter used well-meaning people mobilized them in black lives matter protests allowed local chapters to do all of the legwork national black lives matter collected all of the donations and then didn't disperse any of those funds to anybody else you got used also happening is black lives matter are going after the u.s media and white liberals who say but i'm on your side why are you out here on my property and they're being called all sorts of racial epithets the white people are being called racial epithets and she gets no press coverage they're being attacked these are white liberals now they're being attacked they're being harassed because they're really not supporters of of black lives they're really not not at all they were useful idiots the media useful idiots antifa used the media as useful idiots too antifa attacks news reporters all the time and there are news reporters who are members of antifa right npr right huh npr with some street cred journalists getting arrested attacking things throwing things i think there's a bomb allegation too with one of them right like a molotov cocktail or something it's good stuff feinstein has been a pillar of liberal women ideology for as long as I have been in politics, which is over 15 years. And now she's being canceled because she's not appropriate to have a school named after her. Wow. Must suck. You devote your entire career to crazy things. And, I mean, yeah, you get some schools out of it. Obviously, you get rich. Get some notoriety. Get some book deals. You know, cocktail parties. Now, all of a sudden, nobody wants to hang out with you. You're not good enough. Feinstein's cancelable offense was raising a Confederate flag in front of San Francisco City Hall while serving as mayor in 1984. God, I love this. I absolutely love this. You have no idea how much this makes me smile. This is so good. If you... See, somebody yesterday said that I was making like a like a sucking noise on my lip, and now I found myself doing it like three or four times. Thanks for subliminally ruining me. Appreciate that. So in 1984, Feinstein raised a Confederate flag in front of San Francisco City Hall. Therefore, she is not worthy of having, okay, 1984. So what was I was five. I was five. Was it 35 years ago? 36 years ago? <laughs> it's a timeless offense. How dare you? I always thought it was funny, though, that 
this was never an issue when Hillary Clinton was running, and it's never an issue with Hillary Clinton now. And Hillary Clinton loved her some Confederate flag throughout her life and her career in Arkansas. Loved it. Campaigned on it, wore it, flew it, participated in events surrounded by it. Loved her some Confederate flag. Loved it. Loved, and of course, we're using the generic term for Confederate flag, obviously. It's not the actual flag of the Confederate States of, of America, but I digress. Uh, history is irrelevant. Remember, you get to rewrite things now. So because Dianne Feinstein in 1984 raised a Confederate flag at City Hall in San Francisco, she has to be canceled. The offense is too great. The district decided to reevaluate its school names following a summer of racial justice protests. Among the schools that it plans to rename are those whose namesakes own slaves, perpetuated human rights abuses, or oppressed minorities, women, and the LGBT community. Okay. I guarantee you there will be people who have committed those offenses who will, be, who will have schools named after them. I guarantee that. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. <laughs> A 1984 copy of Workers Vanguard reported that Dixie Feinstein, this is her new nickname on the show, Dixie Feinstein, raised a Confederate flag over the San Francisco Civic Center and replaced the flag after racial justice protesters tore it down. Wow. Wow. I do love how they pick and choose their outrage, though. I mean... Some leftists are okay to do this. Other leftists, when they're not useful anymore, not okay. we got to cancel them now. Feinstein's not useful anymore. Mental decline, all of that stuff. Hillary is still useful to them, so they forgive Hillary's Confederate flag shenanigans throughout her history. They ignore that. <laughs> but Diane Feinstein, no longer of use. She's got to be canceled. And as funny as that is, that's not, that's not the most absurd school name change that i have the one that i've got next is really funny don't forget at five o'clock we've got the mayor of elkhart rod robertson is going to be joining us talking about the mask fines and everything else we got more coming up on Newstalk 95.3 michiana's news channel good afternoon thank you for tuning in Newstalk 95.3 michiana's news channel i am your host casey hendrickson Mayor of Elkhart, Rod Robertson, is going to be joining us at 5 o'clock, should be calling in. And then we have, later on in the 5 o'clock hour, we have got to go over the Julian Assange call. I can't play it for you because you won't be able to hear it very well. But I'm going to link to it in the Daily Show prep. Julian, back when Obama was president, Hillary Clinton was still Secretary of State, called the State Department to warn them about a cyber breach and a leak of classified information that would have jeopardized agents' lives. He was concerned, and he contacted the federal government to save our spies and agents that were in the field. Something that nobody's ever known about Julian Assange before. Very interesting phone call. We'll talk about that in the 5 o'clock hour after we get done with the mayor of Elkhart, Rod Robertson. So, back to San Francisco, which is now canceling Diane Feinstein, because Diane Feinstein committed the crime, she's now Dixie Feinstein, has committed the crime of raising the Confederate flag after racial justice protesters tore down, tore down the flag, I guess, in the uh, San Francisco City Hall. This is in 1984. So Diane Feinstein committed the cardinal sin in 1984. 
But there's an even more silly story out there. A school is probably going to remove Abraham Lincoln's name because he didn't show, and I quote, he did not show that black lives mattered to him. Abraham Lincoln High School. San Francisco may remove Abraham Lincoln's name from a high school because a district committee says the 16th president who abolished slavery did not demonstrate that, quote, black lives matter to him. Lincoln is one of dozens of historical figures who the city school district's renaming committee argued led lives so rife with racism, oppression, or abuse that their names should not grace its buildings. And in another 15, 20 years, the names that they pick now will be accused of some other heinous crime as society moves on to yet another outrage. The discussion for Lincoln centered around his treatment of First Nation peoples because that was offered first. That's according to Jeremiah Jeffries, chairman of the renaming committee and a first grade teacher. He's a first grade teacher. Imagine what he's teaching in his classroom. Once he met criteria in that way, we did not belabor the point. He also continued, the history of Lincoln and Native Americans is complicated, not nearly as well known as that of civil war and slavery. Lincoln, like the presidents before him and most after, did not show through policy or rhetoric that black lives ever mattered to them. Lincoln did not show through policy or rhetoric that black lives ever mattered to him outside of human capital and as casualties of wealth building <laughs> uh, critics are obviously upset about this they have slammed the efforts to rename 44 sites as quote amateurish arguing that the committee's rationales derived from wikipedia or selective news sources rather than relying on historical records and exhaustive research. What? Are you telling me that members of a government naming committee don't actually know the history for which they are deciding on naming rights? You mean to tell me? What? That just seems preposterous. What are you talking about? When the committee released a list of buildings to be renamed, many made sense because Thomas Jefferson and James Monroe were slave owners. This is uh, New York Post. And Vasco Nunez Balboa was a vicious conquistador. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily know. I don't know anything about that person, but I don't know why we would name any schools in America after Spaniards, but that's just me. Others raised eyebrows, including George Washington. Yep, want to get rid of George Washington. Herbert Hoover, this is the guy who invented the vacuum. Uh, Democratic Senator Dianne Feinstein, which we already told you about whose name was recommended to be removed on an elementary school because, again, she replaced a vandalized Confederate flag in front of City Hall in 1984. Wasn't the Dukes of Hazard on in 1984? It was a popular show. President Trump slammed the effort to remove Honest Abe's name on Wednesday. He tweeted out, So ridiculous and unfair. Will people never make a stand? Not in San Francisco, they won't. Why? Why? Why would you expect anybody in San Francisco to take a moral stand on anything? It's just not what they do. Ted Cruz, Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, even Diane friggin' Feinstein. Ted Cruz, Senator Cruz, Dixie Feinstein now. 
None are woke enough for the American-hating radical left. This will never stop until Americans say enough and call it out for the ignorant nonsense that it is. Look, and what I find funny about this is they always they always find Margaret Sanger um, worthy of naming rights, even though she's guilty of all of the horrible things that they accuse others of. At the rate that the social justice warriors are going, nobody is going to be able to have any naming rights except for Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, possibly Joe Biden, maybe Pete Buttigieg. You got more coming up, 95.3 MNC.